Hello guys, welcome to today's, today's special podcast and today's guest is a, a guy called Ray Gilbert who spent 36 years in prison after a crime that he claimed he never committed in 1981, was it Ray? 81, March 1981. March 1981, so you spent a long time in, um, in, in correctional facilities. I certainly have. So do you want to tell me a little bit about this story because I read this story, this is how I got to meet Ray. Because I've read the story in the Liverpool Echo and I was quite intrigued as to find out, you know, what happened because I, I read somewhere that even the victim's dad was you know, he was he was, yeah, he was yeah. even he was even He was supporting us uh, he, was supporting you. he was told something by the police, we don't know what he was told, but he then changed his mind but he's he's I don't know if he's still alive. I heard he was ill for a while, so mm. he's uh You'll probably be aware of actually what's going on with the media the attention. Uh, 1981, uh, I was picked up on Lodge Lane, going, going to my cousins. I was jumped on by about four police, put in a the car. They refused to tell me why I'd been uh, arrested and uh, took me to Admiral Street where they said I was being held on suspicion of murder. To me, it was a shock. I mean, I was a petty criminal involved in all kinds of petty uh, crime, doing, yeah. doing stupidness, which I, I re regret now doing because some of the things we, we were doing. And uh, the two uh, police who were questioning me, they were adamant from the information they received that it was me and me co-accused. So it's only later on I actually found out that uh, it was suggested that probably someone in my own family had actually put me in the frame. But prior to that, I was put in the frame in 1980. Uh, I was coming out the back of the uh, entrance of lights, which used to be waste ground, no back between that and Crown Street. I was with me co-accused and uh, someone else, and someone else had a copper tank in his hand. So we got pulled by the popo, what we term police. Yeah. And uh, I think they asked where we lived. I, I proved I was living in Eddie. So they let me go, took them to, to the Waverty Road Police Station. Whilst in Waverty Road, one of them asked for an interview. One got charged, took the charge, and the other one asked for an interview with the police. And this is where my name went into the frame. The two conspiracies to, to rob. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't aware until I actually started reading the undisclosed statements that the police refused to give for our trial. It was in there that someone said that, yeah, I was capable of doing these jobs. I'd asked someone, but it wasn't the case. I took someone up to a place on Lodge Lane called the Skyliner, if you remember it, Snooker Hall, which is now is, is a boxing place. And uh, in, introduced someone to a certain person and he was asked if he'd do it. He said no. So then he took me up to a place in Liverpool. I didn't know the area, which was Belvale. And because uh, one of his sisters lived there and he said, look, this is what we're going to do. Show me the job, show me, show me the route we were going to do a bunk. And the police watched it a week both jobs and said uh, if they had acted on the information they were given I would have been arrested the same day this crime happened so as I say I got arrested I was a young kid well I was 21 I had a speech impediment which was uh, acerbated by stress so I had one playing a nice cop I had one playing a bad cop and the bad cop was just uh, Con continuously making threats. We know it's you. We know you're the heavy man. We know you made the bad man. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, where are you getting all this uh, 
in there flow from? No, I mean, I've never been in that kind of situation before. Mm. When I've been nicked, okay, yeah, I've uh, done it. No, I mean, but this I hadn't done. No, I mean, I actually knew where I was. So I was being badgered, pressured. I had no access to no one. Nobody even knew I was there. After a uh, couple of days, they took me in the first, was in the holding room by the desk. One of them jumped on me, trying to throttle me. And uh, we ended up on the floor. They got up and left the room and said, that was how you killed the uh, man. Now I'm thinking, nah, nah, nah. So from there, it just went fucking peeped on. Uh, I owned up to something I didn't do. Uh, pressurised to actually admit. Uh, then they brought him in. He got nicked like a couple of hours later. Uh, but he, he was with his brief. So he was, uh, I don't know what happened with his uh, in interview, but after a couple of days, we were charged. Uh, went to Brideville. We were in a cell with four people. They took one out, sat him outside and asked him what we'd said. He said he hadn't said nothing because he admitted he knew the victim's family, so there was no chat whatsoever. One of them was a Chinese fella who didn't understand it. English. There was a kid sitting in the corner of the cell who knew me cold cues from Walton when he was doing the fall. So they started talking. The next minute, this kid who, who knew him from Walton's come out with a statement saying that we said this and we said that, which didn't happen. Uh, so we went to Risley. Uh, people then were get, being asked questions about the case. They were making statements saying that we admitted it, which which we hadn't. Uh, I did catch me accused in conversation on a couple of occasions with people uh, who made statements. One of them actually admitted that he didn't write the statement. He said, Nicole Hughes wrote well for him and said, give it in and they say, this is what I told him. Uh, so we were in the hospital wing for the bar. I was in there for a, a month. Nicole Hughes was on the ward. I was kept in the cell. He said, we're not having 16 like you on the air ward. So he was speaking to someone every day and this kid, Yes, I, I spoke to him a, a couple of times and he was telling me, you need to tell him to fucking sh shut up because he's saying this and saying that. I said, well, I, I don't know what he's saying because I haven't done it. He said, he hasn't done it. Walked around with him a couple of times in the yard. He asked me a few questions. I said, I haven't done the crime. So then they got, both got moved on the wing. I got moved on, on the wing, put me on the same wing. And next minute I got called down to the office and said, I was asked by the staff and said, what are you charged with? And I went this. So they moved me straight off. I said, we're not having used to on the same wing. So then I was on a different wing for them. And I could hear them every night actually chatting and thinking, what are you chatting about? Because you're saying you haven't done it. I haven't done it, but you, you're telling everyone, you're encouraging everyone to make statements. And that's what was going on in Risley. And then... Who's encouraging to everyone to make statements? Me, me co-accused. Okay. Uh, I think it would probably be his way of uh, getting back at me, you know what I mean? So, uh, whilst we're on every man, he's got Shanghai to Strangeways because his, his uh, sister's boyfriend tried to do a bunk off of the coach one time outside Cheapside, the cuffed, and he's dragged them off the coach and tried to do a bunk, but he got, got caught within about 50 yards. So he got put in patches. So were, uh, he was in patches and got Shanghai to Strangeways. Then I heard whilst they were in Strangeways, the prosecution witness were in there. They had access to them, which the rumour was going around that they were telling them what to say. Hmm. So after a month on uh, remand, 
we went to Cheapside one day and I'm coming back in, in the van and I've seen him in the interview room with his brief and to Popo. So when we went to court the week after, he was told to tell me why I had to change briefs. We had the same brief. So next minute it just came out conflict of interest. So I didn't know what he'd actually said. All I know was that he, he said it was me and my cousin and drew a picture of my footwear. Mm. You know what I mean? So I haven't actually found out exactly what was said in that interview. And then it just carried on like that for months and months till we actually went went to court, given evidence in my started giving evidence in my own defence after we had three trials. The first trial was dismissed on what what, what one says cannot be held against the other one unless they go in the dock and say blah blah blah. The second one, we honest rumour that a prison officer's wife was on the jury. So they kicked out a second jury and just brought in a third jury and just carried on as if nothing mattered. We weren't aware that 201 witness statements had been withheld, which actually helped both defences because it detailed other people, more than one or two. Some of them had four people they said they seen, some said they seen two. And like they give, give the descriptions, mm. put us on the ID parade. I wasn't picked out. He was picked out, but I understand that the rules were actually broken. I wasn't aware that there wasn't 12 people mm. on his ID. But then he picked two other people out on the IED as well. So I don't think they were even questioned. Uh, there was no forensics whatsoever. The actual blood that was on my body was from my own skin. I, I suffered from epidermis dermatitis as a child. I used to have to paint myself cal calamine lotion. And as I got older, I was I used to use cream, so I used to scratch bad stuff. When when under stress, my skin used to erupt even more. So I used to uh, my sheets were always covered in specks of blood, which was my own blood. So there was nothing. I was actually in in a flat on Mill Street at the time of the murder, above a shop with a girl called June Bannon. Mm. Uh, I was on bail, signing on for the robbery that the three of us got, uh, got tried for after the murder and uh, got, we, I think we got three years each for that. Yes, I actually did that uh, robbery. I did not do the murder. Uh, I was with there. Uh, the only time I went out, I went out downstairs to the shop to get uh, fire lighters and a paper mm. and then to sign on. Now, this is a question. If you done a murder, would you go and sign on every night? At the police station? Yeah. So I'm signing on at the police station, not aware that they were looting for me. So on the Monday, I've gone up to our Allison's on in Eversley Street, went upstairs to get changed, and the bedroom had been wrecked. Mm. I was thinking, who's been in there? I thought, can't be the kids because they're too young. And I thought, has Alison been in there looking for something? So I just carried on, normal, because I hadn't done there nothing. Mm. So I went up to Lodgy, and as I got halfway down Lodgy, I heard this squeak, which in them days, and you didn't really pay no attention. Car screeching, going off here and there. Next minute, pff, I was just jumped on mm. and uh, pulled in. No, I mean. So what was the evidence at the time? I've just been having a little look at this shit. As, um, what was the evidence at the time to suggest that you um, you're involved in this? Was the evidence, like you said, there's no DNA? There was no evidence. Was it just hearsay? Was there someone that just... It was, I don't know who said what. Uh, I, all I heard was... When I got pulled in, there was someone in the holding cell next door to me and I, I asked him, I said, uh, what are you in here for? He said, same thing as you. He said, I've put names in who I think might have done it inside and uh, out. 
So I'm thinking, well, I haven't done it. There was no evidence whatsoever apart from the false confession and the evidence from people in their jail. That was the only evidence. And no, it's, 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 and that, I, know we, I know you don't want to discuss anything regarding the new evidence. Mm -hmm. However, it's, you know, obviously there's, there's, um, there's news reports here, murder conviction undermined by fresh evidence, says campaigners. You know, which, um, which is there and there's, it understands here, why did you confess? Why did Ray confess to a crime he didn't commit and change his plea to guilty during the trial? How did that... What, what happened there? Why did... Because, like... I was, I was asked to change me plea. To guilty? I was asked, I was told, change me plea. As long as the other fella gets off, you'll be OK. If he doesn't get off, you won't get killed. Is that what you were told? I was told to be up by me, Cokey. So he, he actually involved a couple of people, notorious, from the area. And uh, in St George's Hall, in the holding cells, used to be benches with venting, so we were communicating through the vent. Yeah. Because they wouldn't put us in the, in, the, in the same cell. So it was a case of, he, when I started giving me evidence, then the next day, he's saying, look, what you've got to do, you've either got to put your hands up to it, or you've got to get me off. If, it, if I get off, you're okay. If I don't get off, you're getting killed. And so when we went to Walton, I'm being held in the block on the GOAD. Mm. He's up in the wing. And That's a good order and discipline. Good yeah. order and discipline. So he's coming down to the block with one of these notorious people and asking the staff to put me up on the wing where I believe there's a team waiting to uh, iron me out. Mm. So in the, after the, the trial for the robbery, I got moved to Strange Ways where they actually tried to set me up there. Okay. So what's um, see the victim... Right. How old was he? Uh, I think he was in his twenties. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, he was in, in his twenties. That's like, you'd have to be, I mean, I, I read the reports, right, and I was thinking, you know, even getting stabbed once is enough, but getting stabbed 19 times, that's like yeah. vicious, that's, that that's wanting to end well, he was someone's it. life. But he was supposed to have been attacked outside first, taken in, whatever they had done to him, tied them up and then stabbed them to death. And you ain't even on scene? I wasn't even there, no. No. So, having to throw your, your hands into a guilty plea, it says here under duress. That's right. So, you know, you feel like you've been pressured, you were under duress. Yes. Um, so, you, you know, you get to guilty plea and, and, and you get to tariff. I was given a 15-year recommendation in court by the judge, which basically you were served 15 before you were even looked at for release. Yeah. And then... It was doubled to an extra 20, because they say my prison behaviour, the fact that was, every time I went up for a review, you're pleading your innocence, knock me back. It was only on the last review yeah. that they said, we're not going to mention the case, we're, we're aware of your stance, you yeah. know what I mean? Your behaviour's improved, you know what I mean? And then, uh, I think you've been, away, you've been away long enough by this stage, Addy. Well, people were, people had turned around to me who, who were supporting me. He said, look, you can fight the case better outside than inside. Yeah. Just shut up yeah. and just uh, play the game. But I used to say, I used to say people, it's not a game. Yeah. I say, it's your life. You're in prison. There's over 900 people in prison now who are part of the joint enterprise. Just from, they might have been at the scene and they're doing 30 to 35 for something they haven't done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, 
West Porter, uh, Liverpool, these Darrell in Manchester, these like Bamba's a different thing, but even he hasn't hasn't done that, he's out there. But the joint enterprise group Jangbert have got a list of over nine hundred people. You mm. know what I mean? And uh, you don't really hear much about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's fucking that law which they brought in, they've just ruined people's lives, you know what I mean? Families' lives, people's lives, give them huge sentences. They just might have been there. Uh, I mean, how can you predict what someone's going to do when if you're actually out with them? You mm, can't. No. You know I mean? You can't foresee, but they're giving people life sentences, I IPP sentences, which they've, they've already said. It's... Inhumane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, inhumane and supposed to have scrapped it. Yeah, but these people still, over 900 people still serving sentences. IPP who, sentences. Yeah, who shouldn't even be in jail. No, I mean yeah, that's in prison for public protection. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you come out, they're on license for ten years. Yeah. And they can get off it, but now it's scandalous. So you've been like, so you know, as I've had experience of going to prison. I know what it's mm -hmm. like, especially mm -hmm. going to Walton. You know, and and, and I, I, I believe that's a record that by the you know before you um, you went to prison, you never had much experience. No, I'd, I'd been to prison. I'd been to Borstal twice. I did yeah. two sentences of YP and one sentence of adult. So I did Inley Borstal, Stokeith Borstal. I did uh, six months twice as a YP in, yeah. in, in Walton. Well, one of them we spent nearly in the uh, police stations because the prison officers were out, out on strike in 1980. Yeah. And then I did six months as an adult as well, which after that was in... But not amazing, just little sentences. No, little sentences. And now it. you're standing in the dock and how was you feeling when... The, the judge just turned around and said, you know, I'm, I'm sentencing, sentencing you, Ray Gilbert, to life imprisonment. I was in bits. The body, I couldn't control me body. The body yeah. was shaking from inside and it come on the outside. So I'm having to hold the rail to try and keep myself, stop myself from shaking, but I just couldn't. My body was absolutely just shaking in shock. What was your first night like? Like, you know, after your sentence, where was your Walton? Uh, no, we went to to the health healthcare and... Risley over now because that used to be the remand centre. Yeah. So the first night we were in the hospital room and then transferred the next day to uh, Walton. Mm. So I was just like that. I used to just pay something down. I might not go to bed till six o'clock in the morning because I was paranoid. You know what I mean? I think, it, excuse me, when I, when I went to uh, Scrubs mm. and he should bolt the door every night, I'm like that, thinking, that door hasn't been bolted, someone's coming in. I used to be up and down all night. I might mm. not go to bed till six, and then I've got to get up at eight o'clock to work in these uh, prison workshops. Mm. But yeah, I was... Uh, was you was you given medication, or was you, was you offered medication? I was given, the first time I got medication, yeah. I don't know why they, they give it me, because I wasn't on medication. Mm. In 1982, Strainways was a, was a scene of uh, this this content yeah. there was mass protests going on on the yards people were setting fire to the cells i'm actually in the block at the time on uh, punishment so you had there been a been a big mass protest one day with the whole jail went out in the yard refused to come in mm. and like used to have people who had that much influence could go you don't stay out we'll we'll do you in never mind the screws so he went back in three people set fire to a cell and died in the in 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 the cell fire. Someone then set fire on the other wing. Someone set fire to the healthcare. I'm in a block. I thought, well, I'm going to have some of this. I'm in a block. You couldn't barricade up in the strain because the cells were too big. So I turned the bed around on the side by the door, 
they'd left the table and chair in as well. So I've smashed the table and chair up, set fire to it. So <laughs> they've come down <laughs> about 15 minutes later with a little miniature fire extinguisher. At the time, it, it, it was f funny. And uh, they're trying to get in, but I'm standing with my knees right against the metal bed frame. So if they did kick it in, they'd probably damage my knees. Well, uh, in the end, they did manage to get in, but rather than put the fire out, they had me spread eagle up like that against the wall with a little fire extinguisher hosing me, you know, mm. with the foam. I think they were trying to choke me. So they dragged me out, put me in, in uh, one of the strong boxes. Yeah. Fire engine come in with the fireman. They just stood in the door, looking at me as I say, yeah, he's a nut. The doctor come in, didn't even come and check me over. He just stood in, in the doorway. Looked at me and thinking, not. So the next day, I had to go in front of this governor. He was notorious. Um, I went in front of him wearing, a, you know, the old space suits used to give you, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in the strip cell. I had one of them on, marched me in, and his attitude was, you nigger, you've been kicking off since you've been in. This is your 16th uh, uh, adjudication. You've been ordered to do 15. I'm going to make sure you do 30 and then get certified. Is that Mad. what he actually said to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Strange ways was racist. Yeah. They used to walk around wearing peak caps down, wear the uh, national front badges, hand leaflets out and call you nigger, gollywog, black bastard. So I'm in front of him and he said, that's what he said, he said, uh, you fucking nigger, bum, bum, bum. And I, I turned around and said, listen, they should have left you to die in the tank, you fucking burn bastard. That mm. was it. Was like, get this fucking nigger out and give him it. So took me out uh, and put me in the cell. And next minute, some doctor come with some stuff. And I'm thinking, I didn't think about, about it. I just automatically took it. I wasn't on medication. Mm. I hadn't been prescribed nothing. It was in the worst nightmare I've ever had. They give me Largatil in the liquid form rather than injecting in me. Yeah, yeah. They give it me. Was it the clear stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? I didn't have a clue. Just cabbage there. What I was doing. I was standing in the cell. I don't know how long I was in that cell for on punishment. I had a towel ripped in half, half round the neck. After, I was imagining me for family with outside the cell and I'm I'm down at the vents, talking to them through events. I did not go to sleep. I was standing in the middle of the cell. I just didn't know what was going on. When they opened the door, I was going out. Can I have this? Can I have that going back? No idea what was going on. If I didn't get out of that jail, I think they, they would have killed me. Was you subjected? That must have been a scary experience. I mean, was you subjected to a lot of beatings whilst away? I've, I've, I've been jumped on a few times. Uh, Strange Ways was the first time, as yeah. I say, 82. Uh, I was there, for, what happened is I got transferred from Malton to Strange Ways and the governor said, we're going to give you a chance. The minute you raise your head ab ab above the parapet, we're going to come down on there. So one day I'm leaning over the rail because one of my cousins was on there, my man, I was trying to get a note over to him to say to, for some burn. Uh, I heard someone screaming, you nigger, what do you think you're, you're doing? I'm looking on like that. Is that, is that someone talking to me? And I looked down, it was a screw. He Is said, you Walton Prison, Liverpool? No, Strange Ways. Strange Ways. And he, he was like, D-Wing? And he said, yeah, you, you black bastard. And I just automatically turned around, I said, who are you talking to, you fucking my cunt? And the next minute I see a PO come along and said, go and get that nigger and bring him down to my office. Now, the officers used to be cubicles that used to go across the, the uh, wing. So this screw come up and tried to put his hands on me. I said, put your hands on me. I'm not special, not like that. I said, I'm going to throw you over. So he walked me down 
walked into this office and this PO, I remember him because he said to me, my name's Mr. Edwards. When I treat you with respect, I expect it back. I said, my name's Mr. Gilbert. When you talk to me like shit and treat me like shit, I'm going to throw a bucket of shit all over you. That was it. Get this fucking nigga in, in, in the block. Give him it. Mm. So I went down the block. There's about five of them. Opened the door, took me in. And he found a note. He said, that's when you're before you even start. Yeah. And then I took the T-shirt off. He's given it me back. I said, I've got it over my face. He's punched me about three or four times in, in the face and the others have all steamed in. You know what I mean? So that that was the first one. Uh, I've I've had a couple more since, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you 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 know, you've experienced mm-hmm. violence and you were subjected to it. you know, you are not alone there, right? I've no, been no, in no. I've been, on, been on the receiving end of yes. a few punches and kicks, especially in the Brideswell. You know what I mean? I've got yeah, yeah, yeah. a few items there. Yeah, well, I've, also, I've also experienced there uh, getting kicks and beatings down the block in, in other prisons. Mm-hmm. So, um, right, you must have been. Do you think you were full of anger and was you like resentment? At yeah. Least? yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, you've been convicted yeah, yeah. of a crime that you claim that you never committed and you. you you pleaded guilty under Jorash. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's mm-hmm. state city. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you know, you, and you've obviously gone through the prison system and went to every review and, and claimed, look, this wasn't me. Now, do you believe that a man, obviously, you know, you get a tariff, you get sentenced. Do you believe as a man that if you did actually do it, you go, look, all right, Sean, put my hands up. I fucking done it. I made a mistake. I'm going to get over my time. That's it. But... You've done the opposite. You actually fought against the system and, mm-hmm. and campaigned and had people campaigning for you. Now, I'm looking at these. Free Ray Gilbert. Free the Toxlift 2. Please use 86 to ensure conviction. Ray Gilbert and, and your co-accused made the conviction undermined. You know, innocence, can you help? There's a, so this is not the... Um, this is not something that you do if you if you if you Guilty, do you believe? Yeah, well, it depends. I mean, it depends how people adapt. You have to adapt when you're in prison. In the old days, you were just thrown in. You had to sink or swim. And if you didn't stand up for yourself, you was a victim for abuse by others. It just used you. So I think I was classified as an, an, an enigma when I first went to a proper... It wasn't a proper long-term jail, but... Scrubs had a long term wing with about 250 on it, cates mm. on and that, and some notorious people on there. <laughs> when I first went there, I was like, that, wow, what, what, am I, what am I doing here? Because uh, they had me down as a dull personality. Uh, they, they, they labeled me three different personalities in that yeah. time. Now, I had been uh, diagnosed when I was about eight when I was in care by a psychiatrist in Alderay, that I was uh, emotionally damaged because of what happened as a child. Mm. And he said I was developing a disturbed personality then. Mm. Now, what they meant by that, I didn't have no uh, clue, you know what I mean? I was one of them that, as a kid, I didn't give a damn. What was it like growing up, right, in the south end of of Liverpool, which is, you know, for people that don't know that, that's toxic. I used to get called a ghetto, Granby, that was a big... You know, I remember, I, I remember like living on on Chatsworth Estate, and you know, Granby was the place you know that the police avoided, and you know, it was a it was a no police zone. There was a lot of 
kick off some riots back then, wasn't he? So what was it like for yourself? I mean, you're, you're, you're a few years older than me. Uh, uh, I was brought up all over Liverpool because, like, originally my grandfather, he, he come over from Ghana mm. and, like, he married an Irish woman in Liverpool. He actually run a nightclub called the, called the Gilbert Club mm. in, in the South End and he got nicked for... Running that club in 1941 and got two years hard labour. You know, the family would actually know him, but he had a house on Upper Hill, Hill Street where the whole family lived. So, say, he had 10 kids. They all lived in a room with their kids. But my parents moved out to uh, Crocky when they started knocking the old houses down. It probably might have been 1960, something like that. We went to Crocky, stayed there for a few months, then my mother moved to speak. It was in between that time, I was in and out of care. Every time something went on at home until they put me in care on a permanent basis mm. in 66. So I didn't really come back to talk to them until I had a few spells in the 70s down there uh, when I come out of Boston and that. But was when I come out after my, my last six months, 78, I went to, uh, to my cousins that lived facing Myrtle Gardens on mm. Myrtle Street, stayed the night with their, their my auntie Maisie, took me to her daughter's Alison, and I stayed there. So I used to flick between cousins and all that but yeah I used to watch it it was uh, I enjoyed it it was great uh, you know you could people could do anything they wanted in any part of Liverpool as soon as the, you hit the top of Parley police would not go in Yeah, it was just it's own area it was just total no go area and several times before the riot kicked off proper mm. it nearly went off quite a few times because they were targeting some, uh, a kid who was actually at the time was involved with one of my cousins. He was having an affair with one of, one of my cousins. And I, I used to come out of Eversley Street and caught about probably 500 people surrounding a, a, a couple of coppers because they were kept targeting this kid. Mm. So it was a few times it nearly went off. I mean, I seen people coming in, Risley, fucking being smashed in the chest with CSE cans, you know what I mean? Mm. And battered, and they were, they were all different age groups from young to old, you know what I mean? It's just, it was just mad, you know what I mean? I'll be honest with you, if I had been out, I probably would have been involved in it myself, you yeah. know what well, I mean? That's, but that's, that's honest, isn't it? It's I mean, it was great. I mean, the nightclubs were just on there, the you Ebo. doorstep. Yeah. You had the Ebo, Freetown, Silver Sounds, Greece, Med Mediterranean, yeah. before they changed and become Jim, Jim, Jamaica House, Gladray, Dutch Eddies, the Nides, yeah. Somali, the Yorubad on the bottom of the, the Avenue. Oh, I just got blues, blues all the time, just yeah. on Granby, different houses, you know what I mean? It was great. And then the Embassy on Faulkner Square, which is it's a normal house now, but that, mm. that used to be a nightclub, and then the brasses all used to <laughs> make a fortune on there, but you know what? I, Loved it, it was fun, but I was one of them, I didn't care. I don't, I, my life was just, uh, what can you say? I wasn't in control mm. of, of it myself, I just didn't care. I was railing against probably everything because of what happened to me as a, as a child, so I was probably taking it out on society, which was probably wrong, you know what I mean? I didn't think nothing else, I didn't think of any consequences. So did you have a tough, a tough upbringing as a, as a child? Because I know... Like from my own personal experience, like it contributes to like my behaviour growing up and, mm -hmm, and the way. Mm -hmm. you know, some people don't go down the same road as me, but unfortunately, I, I chose a path. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't aware I was choosing that path. I was chosen mm -hmm. put into it. I mean, if that makes sense. So, was you? Did you have? Was you? Was it troubled? Yes, it was. Uh, the my dad's. Uh, as I say, my dad's the 
coloured side and my mum's the white side. And uh, I think I was born premature. Yeah. So there was, there, was, there was no bond between me and uh, my mum. So things just went stupid from there because my dad suffered from apple epilepsy, mm. used to have fits, so I used to get chucked on the bed next door to him as a kid because he couldn't care for me, but if it wasn't for him, I actually would have been killed mm. by, at the hands of me mother. She was known as a domineering bully, uh, bullying person who'd worked as a prostitute herself and had ran brothels, and she actually got com convictions for it, but I wasn't aware of this until I come down Liverpool late. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't know why she actually targeted me. I mean, I think she used to uh, uh, abuse them all, but I was the one that used to feel the wrath all, all the time. You know I mean, I think I, I had my head smashed against the wall a few times, I had my teeth destroyed, I had to go in. And this is by your mum? Yeah, I, yeah. I had to go and get my teeth fixed. I think I'd been caught in the face a couple of times with forks and knives. These two were off here, these two big massive lumps. Uh, I couldn't speak. I suffered from an in, incapacitating stammer, so I wasn't able to get the words out. I used to be sent out to go round to her sisters and that, no for messages, and they used to be standing on the doorway like that, thinking, hurry up, you know what I mean? And I couldn't get the words out, so it was like to me, it was a humiliating and de degrading experience. Don't get me wrong, uh, she's apologised for what happened, and when I come out, we were getting on, but. I think uh, I was expected to phone them up all the time. I used to get up at four o'clock, mm. go to work, get into work for half five. Didn't get it back home till quarter six. I'm in bed for eight. You know what I mean? So I used to think, well, hang on, you've all got phones. Why can't you phone me? You know mm. what I mean? I say, I get 15 minute break twice a day and get half an hour break. I'm having something sweet or something like that. So in the end, I just stopped talking to them. And then something happened last, uh, last year. My brother's daughter got found dead in Turkey. Uh, Your brother's daughter? Yeah, yeah, she got found Your dead. Niche. She yeah. got found dead in, in a house. And then there's like, oh, it's your fault. And I'm thinking, how's it my fault? I say, I was in jail when she was doing 18 months for giving someone a false alibi. And then when I come out, I met her a few times and she was already on drugs. So why didn't you go and sort her out? Why are you accusing me? It's my fault. I said, it's not my fault. So it used to come to mind a few times when I lived in Enid Street. I used to give her money. Uh, when I moved to where I am now, it's, she used to, I used to invite her around for the meal. But it was always, you got any money? You got any this? Got any that? In the end, I just said, no. No, I mean. Was it a drug, was it a drug overdose? Or I'm not sure, because it, I mean... It's just sounds uh, like it was short. It was she, 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 yeah, it was one of my cousin's sons that actually found her. Yeah. Because he used to, like... How old, how old was she then? She was only 42. Wow. You know what I mean? Which was, yeah, so I, I just, I haven't spoken to them now for over over 12 months because I'm not re responsible. You know what I mean? It's like every time something went wrong, it's like, it's me. I'm thinking, why do you keep fucking doing it? I stopped, I, I didn't talk to my mother and my brother was going on with himself. And yeah, he had a bust up with them and I'm thinking, well, I'm not involving myself, it's between you, so why are you getting involved? If I'm not talking to someone, it's not to uh, do it with uh, you. Mm. Know what I mean? But it's like, it was like that, I just thought myself, it's like going back in time. Mm. Know what I mean? So, because when I first came out, my uh, sister went to me, if you're still the same person you was when you, when you went in, we don't want to... Speak to you. Yeah. We don't want to do with oh, you. Oh, well, like that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
I mix with the side down here, you know what I mean? They phone me up every day, they text me every day just uh, to check I'm uh, okay, you know what I mean? Well, don't get me wrong, we, we have our ups and downs, but the other side now, don't uh, talk, talk to them no more, you know what I mean? So what was the experience? I mean, you know, 36 years is a long time. It's a big chunk of your life. You know what I mean? Some people don't even make it to 36, right? And that's the truth. But you've actually shaved. You know, I, and I, you know I, I, I'm no mother series and I've actually been and done a, a long time myself in, in different parts of my fucking journey in life. But for a, for a whole stretch of 36, right, you've adapted. Obviously, it becomes your home. There's no hope of getting out, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to live and you've got to you've got to become, right? So did you get, how many prisons did you get? Because tra- obviously you've, you've been transferred over the years. How many prisons did you get transferred to? If you include stopping over of, of a night, I think 34. 34 prisons. 44 different prisons. In, in 36 years. Yeah, and it equated with about 60 odd moves. So, so did you end up going to like like Long Latin and Full Sutton with these specials like that? Yeah, I did Long Latin several times. I went to Full Sutton block twice. I did Franklin on the wings and in in the block twice. I did Whitemore twice. Uh, Woodhill normal and Woodhill CSE, Hull CSE, Durham CSE. The control cells in Long Latin block, Full uh, Franklin block and Full Sutton block, Belmarsh, Dartmoor. Lewis, Risley, Walton, Manchester, Stockton, uh, High Down, uh, Blakenhurst, Leeds, Birmingham, uh, Parkhurst, Winchester, Exeter, uh, I said Stockton, Gartry, Guy's Marsh, uh, Preston, Manchester, uh, what's the other one in Manchester called? Is that Tegeel? Uh, no, there's another one. I only spent the, the night there. Uh, Wymoth, Forest Bank? Yeah, Forest Bank. Yeah, Wymoth. Risley, when it was, wasn't remanded. Yeah, so I've been up and down. So all you've, you've done the circuit. So yeah. you must have experienced some um, some frightening kind of yeah. situations. Uh, yeah. What was uh, anyone we know that you've been away with? That's quite uh, infamous. I was I was with Jojo in the Dartmoor, and uh, believe me, it was funny, because like, the, the rides kicked off. I'm already in the block, accused of being one of the ring leaders mm. two days before they actually kicked off. They dragged two, eight of us down off different wings in Dartmoor. This was just straight after Strainways, when about 30 of prisons just all went up at the same time. Yeah. So I'm in the block, and he's up on the roof, and all the screws kids are all outside going, yes, Jojo, no more. So he's, <laughs> he's made a bed in a kind of alcove, up on the roof, they had to bring a special team in from Long Latin who actually knew who he was. Yeah. So he's come down, and me and my mate are in the block now, we're not eating or even drinking. So after five days, he put us up in the, in the healthcare. You got Jojo, go and speak to him, go and speak to him, get them to eat or drink. The minute I took something to drink, because Jojo come, come to the cell, he said, Ray, don't be fucking damaging yourself for these. I said, okay, no man. So as soon as I took something to eat, they burst in, in, in the cell. I went, your dad's dead, and ran out the cell dead fucking quick. Did um, Yeah. Did he uh, come in? Was your dad, has your dad actually died? Yeah, my dad died when I was in uh, Dartmoor, 1990. Wow. It was the same when my brother was dying of cancer, uh, Keith. I was in the special unit, Woodhill, and uh, it was arranged for me to go out to the 
hospital, but the police fucked it up. So when he died, I think I got wrapped up the same day he died. You know what I mean? And put from B wing to the A wing level. Uh, uh, used to be getting called. Used to be get. Used to get called a mufti back then, didn't it? Uh, mufti squad, minimal use of force and intervention. It's, it's, it's no, it's else, mufti or? then, but the special units com- are completely different. Right. When when they fi- when they first changed, it used to be a uh, uh, be AV unit and most of the notorious lads were in there. But then they changed it in '98 and called it a CSC, which is close super. Vision center. So the idea was was to stop people from being ghosted from block to block. Mm. So the open that, uh, they come the people in whole to sign to sign an agreement. So when they come, they didn't like what was going on. So they didn't conform. They started to attack staff. So they had to start putting people back out on the laydowns. Uh, I was uh, I was on B wing, and you progress from B to C, and then you went to whole. Mm. And uh, me. Brother was dying of cancer because he, he started coming up and he actually made his peace archive, me and him. And uh, the day he died, uh, died I, I got told, like, but then I wanted to go to the funeral, but my family and all them said, well, we don't want you at the funeral because you're going to have six staff. There used to be six staff to unlock everybody at the time. I'm going back to 1988, uh, sorry, 98 at Woodhill. And uh, they would have had six staff and police to actually monitor monitor me at, at, at my brother's funeral, so I, I didn't go. You know what I mean? And I, think, I don't know why. I think I, something happened, and I ended up getting jumped on, getting wrapped and taken down to the bottom level. But what there was a place of, uh, I'm not sure, there was over 70-odd cameras all around. Every exercise had two, two cameras, one at each end. When you went in through the door, they pressed a button, and it come up in through red. And you heard a little click, so you could see someone through a camera in the door, open the door. There was two cameras on each landing. There was only two landings. There was four wings. There was E section, which was started getting used for a while. Wise. Then there was D wing, which was the punishment section. C wing was the progressive. But then they changed that. They gave that to Parkers. So the superclasses in Parkers used to interchange with each other. from there, then you come and spend time on the on the unit on C wing. So we just had A and B for a while. And uh, yeah, I just got fucking jumped on, so I, I didn't go to the funeral. You know what I mean? I was in hole with Charlie Bronson, which was funny. Have um, you met Charlie? I yeah, that letter off Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I used to sit there with Charlie. I used to play chess with Charlie. I used to play drafts with uh, Charlie. It was a competition. He'd get <laughs> it was a competition. Who'd get the most mail every day? You know what I mean? Because I get some like, oh, you've got more than me today. I look at this part, oh, you've got more than me today. But I, the mail used to get abused, bad style. I used yeah. to get letters every day from MPs and the House of Lords regards to the case. Because I used to... Some you jail, have you just put them... I, everyone you could think of. So, so like, you're sitting there and you're playing chess with uh, Charlie Bronson. He's, he's notorious, he's infamous, he's written books, he's mm-hmm. like a movie mm-hmm. he made about him. Mm-hmm. This, what was his name? I think he, Michael Peterson. Yeah, Michael Peterson. Yeah, he's went away initially uh, for, for robbery. Yeah, he went away for robbery first. And he, he just hasn't been released. No, well, he, he's been getting nicked every regular for taking people hostage. We were in the hall, right? And I, I think me and Fred were in the, in the computer room. Mac was doing Tai Chi. 
Someone, Tony was doing woodwork, and the other two, I don't know what they were doing. This in Woodhill? No, this is in whole unit. Whole we unit. had our own wing, which is one half of the block. We had our own exercise, downstairs, two TV rooms. Uh, we had a gym. We had our own cooking facilities, our own laundry, library, big proper full-size snooker table, tennis table. Upstairs was the offices on the twos to freeze with ourselves with the showers. The fourth didn't get used. And uh, they knew. This teacher had criticised his artwork, so they knew if he come on that wing, he was going to get attacked. What happened? He walked on the wing. There was half a dozen staff on the wing that could have prevented it. They ran upstairs and locked themselves behind the gate. Mm. Then they're all screaming. Everyone bang up. We're like that. Go on, fucking do one. We ain't banging up. And it took about half an hour to get everyone behind the door. And then you could hear... This teacher being told, sing hymns, you know what I mean? And he was singing hymns. Charlie brought him round to everybody. This is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. And where my pad was, I smashed the spiral so I could see what was going on. Yeah. So the, the gate was here, right? So he brought up two chairs. He had a rope tied round there yeah. with a female woman's hat on, right? And he had the Charlie. Rope. Yeah, yeah, he had it tied to the teacher and like, the teacher's talking to the staff behind the gate because they've locked themselves behind the gate where they used to come in and get searched and all yeah. the parents used to come in and get searched. This teacher's asking the staff, can't you change me for one of you? They're like that. No, 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 no way. And then I was looking out the window because the cells one side used to face the harbour in Hull. And you could hear the teachers coming up the path, especially the teacher who used to teach computers. He's like that. Get in there, smash them up. They've done my com computers, and I'm thinking, we haven't touched your stuff at all. You know what I mean? And then you see them all coming in, then playing clothes with suitcases. You could hear drills going in the walls where they were drilling holes in the wall and putting cameras at st strategic places so you could see what was going on. So that night, a couple went down the block. We went down the, the next day. Uh, it was absolutely destroyed. They actually, the ground floor, he'd ripped doors off, everything was destroyed he Charlie come, yeah, yeah. Shows, yeah so he come down come that, so that's true then I mean I've, I've, I've heard rumours and you know, I've read stories and you know, did he actually rip jaws off how's that possible then you see the old style prison door yeah. it was like wood yeah. and you could get a book where the hinges were you could put a book in the hinges I remember that and yeah, yeah. slam the door and the door could come off yeah. but he bent nearly got into a cell at Wardell where he and buckled a metal door in half, virtually. You know what I mean? Where the strength come from, I don't know. But we used to be on the yard with him sometimes, and he'd get one of us on his back, press-ups. He was just <laughs> honest. just mad, but he shouldn't have been found guilty for that. He actually got his life for that. I actually, yeah. I went to court to give evidence for him. I was kept in Woodhill normal block. They would not let me go to court to give evidence. I don't un understand why. I mean, the fact is, They've ran and locked themselves behind the gate, knew full well that something was going to happen, and they let it happen. You mm. know what I mean? And then he, he ended up getting life for, for that. And then since then, he's took a few more yeah. hostages. I think the uh, other year, he got another governor in the headlock, and I think he got another two on for that. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think he should be released? I, I, I think he should be given a chance, yeah. A chance? Yeah. Should yeah. do. You know, he's done long enough. He's, he's been away for how long? Yeah. Forty something yeah. years. He's not the only one who's who's in solitary. Uh, mm. Mostly he's in 
Is een scouser, wees niet van spieg. Yeah. Um, en dan mensen Londen gaat niet voor uh, mij de dag. Dan mensen ze Broadmoor. En dan ze mensen killed someone in Broadmoor. Dan ze to Wakefield. Hij enticed two into the cell, killed them. Uh, he had a list of people he was going to kill. And then he's been in solitude. But so I, we used to put people to bed in jail. Yeah. We used to just put them to keep. Yeah. It's, but it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's documented anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I first went to Scrubs, they put some kid on the wing. And people on the wing told them, do not put him on this wing because you're putting people at risk. Within a couple of weeks of this kid being on the wing, he took out someone hostage. So everyone was proved right. You know what I mean? So he's in a segregation within segregation now? Well, most of the years, but I've been, I was next door to him in uh, Durham. It used to be a cafe wing before they changed it to the CSE, become another part of the CSE. Now it doesn't take cafes. But he was next door to me. It used to be someone sit outside this cell all day long when he was upstairs on the twos before they put him, put him back downstairs. He had a metal gate on, a door behind that. So they used to open the door and give him his food through the door, you know what I mean? I used to talk to him on the yard. He actually came to, they brought him to Waddell. They gave him the opportunity to mix with people. He refused, you know what I mean? So oh, he actually had, had the chance, but I, I do think, okay, his age now, if you put him on on a wing now, uh, and, he, and, wing, and he yeah. tried his bollocks, people would take him out because he's been. I mean, I left the dispersal estate in '98 when I when I went to uh, the special unit at Woodhill. I was kept in the special unit until 2004. I then went from there to Grandin, and I was told basically, as long as you sit in that chair, you can express how you feel. Yeah, I did. I was moved out. You know what I mean? And everyone was saying, even people on the wing saying, he hasn't done nothing, he hasn't gone out of the chair, he hasn't threatened nobody, but because he spoke his mind, you just didn't like it. Back up. You know what I mean? So I was went there basically to work on childhood issues and prison issues. He said, the minute you discuss the case, you're gone. You know what I mean? So, so he didn't want you discussing the case whatsoever? No, no. no. So going forward now, you know, you, you, you're shaving the sentence, you know, you're in a prison, you've got no choice but to be there. And all the time, you're claiming to be innocent and, and new evidence suggests that it's undermining mm-hmm. the fact that you've been... So what's going on? What's, you know, I know you're not going to... But is, what's the plans going forward about this year to... to to squash this conviction? Well, someone's got a project they're actually working on at this minute in time. I can't say too much because I don't want to jeopardise the work this person's doing. Brilliant, that's uh, okay. So she's working on that. I've got a ex-police officer who wants to become involved in the case. He wants to examine all, all the uh, statements from when we were both questioned. He wants to see all the... Uh, prisoners' statements and the, uh, see about the stuff about DNA. Yeah. So he's involved. We're going to create a new leaflet this weekend. I've got to go 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 and see someone who's campaigning on Is my behalf. Is that the old leaflet, are you? That was one of the, uh, the original ones. That's a couple of years old as well. So it's, uh, we're doing a new one. We're going to do it. It's going to be a four-page thing. So picture's going to be on the front. Stuff is going to be in the middle. And then p- who people can contact will be on the on the so back. 
what it says here, right, 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 this, now this day and age, reasons why the convictions were unsafe. One, no identification. Not one of the eyewitnesses picked out right from any of the ID parades. No. Two, no forensic evidence to link either of the two to the crime. Three, fabrication of evidence by police and various inmates. Mm -hmm. Four, uncooperated statements, evidence used in prosecution. Five, alibis of the accused were not properly investigated by the police. Six, two juries dismissed. One on point of law, the other not disclosed. Mm -hmm. Seven, interface interference of defence witnesses. Eight, destruction of custody records. And finally, deals with priests were made, remand prisoners to testify for shorter sentences. Then, all interviews and statements not released. So, you've got inmates, right, looking to get... Early release, mm -hmm. a few brownie points. Mm -hmm. Let's say I've been chatting to Ray, and Ray said to me, Look, I never done it. So, but I'm going to tell it the screws that he did. Uh, and that is, is that what they're clashing? Is it evidence? Yeah, as well, yeah. Well, that's bullshit, isn't it, in this yeah, day and age? It's like, it you couldn't even, I couldn't even believe myself. Well, don't forget, back then. Yeah, in, this, in that day and age, going back to the 80s, there was no pace act. The pace had come out in about 84. Yeah. So you had protection, but they started to do interviews on tape. These interviews weren't done on tape. Every week we were going up to the magistrates. They were taking people out of the cell, blatantly sitting them outside the cell and asking them questions. We could actually hear it, asking them what we had said. As I said, the first night... So it looks like they had a weak case. Yeah. Right, and what they were just doing was just clutching at straws. I just want someone to say something. Mm -hmm. So someone turns up and, and actually well, made mm -hmm. a statement. Yeah. It's just got to be a VP of some sort. It's got to be a fucking vulnerable prisoner. What are they, one of these? Well, the, the amount of people, I mean, I can't, I can't say how many they actually interviewed. I mean, the first night in Sheepside, uh, they took someone out who admitted he knew the family. He got questioned. He didn't say nothing. Two of the others in the cell did. They made statements. And then when we were on my mind, I understand you went to Risley, you went to Strangeways, they were questioning people in the police stations all over Liverpool. And that, that is where they got people to where uh, people were given deals because one of them was got nicked for rape and he ended up just getting a five-year five year sentence for uh, his help. Uh, a couple of others, I'm not sure what they got, but uh, yeah, honestly, say deals. I'm this now, Ray, confession. Why did Ray confess to a crime he did not commit? So that's a big one that the viewers will probably be asking. Why did he? Mm -hmm. Why did he confess? Why did he admit guilt? Okay, so why did Ray confess to a crime he did not commit and change his plea to guilty during the trial? He signed a statement in which he confessed to murder after 48 hours alone in police custody, a vulnerable youth being questioned at various times of day and night. At that time, before the Police and Criminal Evidence Act 1984, which is PACE, mm -hmm. yeah, had been enacted, there were fewer safeguards in place for a lad like Ray. Then he withdrew his confession once he was remanded to prison. So, that is like, it's like, what 
what it, what it becomes is like a, a contradiction to yourself, doesn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I fucking admitted it under Joresh, gets demanded, and then all of a sudden, I'm fucking not, I'm, I'm changing my plea here. So it's like the boy who cried wolf. You've heard that one, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, mate. You said you'd done it. Mm-hmm. And, and now you're saying you're not. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no I get I've, it. That's the questions you're going yeah, to get asked. Uh, yeah, well, I've also, as I say, I mean, what I was in, I'd been to court four times while I'd been in. I'd took the rap for someone else, for, for something else while I'd been in. I thought, well, I'm not going nowhere till I prove me innocence. Yeah. So I, I, I took the rap for someone else. He ended up getting it not guilty. And then I was asked to take the rap for something else where I got found guilty and the other person didn't get found guilty. So there's a lot of, you're just like a fall guy in some areas. Do you feel that like uh, you were quite vulnerable and you were sh- sort of like targeted by... I think my my behaviour and uh, all that, because people used to, I mean, I used to get involved in all kinds of sub- subversive... Act- these by act- older older lads? Yeah, yeah. yeah I these, to, all, these must be fucking prehistoric now, these... And some of them, I, I mean, I used to like, uh, inside, I used to do things that probably, if I had sat back and think about it now, I, w- I wouldn't have done. Yeah. No, I mean, sabotage, smashing toilets up, setting fire to TV rooms. Shitting people up, staff up, uh, attacking staff. No, I mean, fucking whatever. I mean, it's how madness. I used to get offered to submit, you know, like when you used to put apps in. Yeah. I used to put 500 in, in a week just to wind them up, just for the, a bar of chocolate. <laughs> Honestly, it was funny. And I used to go, when you used to open the door in the morning, say, give us 500 apps, and they'd be looking at me like, are you taking a piss? Went, no, give us give us the 500 apps. And I'd filled them in. If I didn't get an answer back within 24 hours, they were going back in. Yeah. And they were like, you're only doing this for a bar of chocolate, aren't you? I'll, I'll go, yeah. You, you dig me out, and I'll uh, dig out news. Some jails I was in, I used to post that much mail every Monday. I'd sit from Friday night till Saturday, Sunday and write loads of letters to everybody and them in. They would stop exercise for the for the win. So no, we can't give you exercise. Someone's posted too much mail. Well, yeah. So yeah, they fucking they look, they're looking at like uh, they're looking at ostracising you from the rest of the the prison population by the sounds of it. We'll separate them. Well, I you know, was we'll, yeah. We'll I create, was, we'll create yeah. harm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I was constantly swag because one of the kids who's, who's supporting me, I met him in, in Long Larton. He was fighting his case, and his case is exactly the same as like mine. He actually won his case after they did 11, I think it was 11, 8 or 12, 12 years, 8 months. He's, out, he's helping me. And one minute I'd be there, and the next I'd, I'd, I'd be gone. I'd be on the basic regime. They brought a basic regime out in, I think, 95 where they brought a basic regime, piss testing, and uh, TVs, which completely changed the, the prison system. Mm. I mean, even the drug testing changed the prison system. People went from smoking cannabis straight on to hardcore drugs because they don't stay in your body that long. So mm. I was forever getting swagged from a wing to basic on people's say-so. So was you on was you on the weed when you were away a lot? I used to smoke weed. Yes. Yeah, I used to yeah. smoke the weed, make the hooch. The rocky, the hooch. <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah you, know, kid, you know what? Years ago, they might try and de- deny it. At long last, when I went there in the eighties, your spare used to be about might be sixteen cells on the spare. You could put a curtain on on the spare, put a table out like this, like it was half of this size, 
everything you could think of would be put on that table. A big, massive bin, you know, the big black bins yeah. come out full of each, and you could just party. Sometimes the staff would come along, open the curtain, and ask if it was okay to come down because they, they were sound. The policy was as long as you don't touch bacons, you can do whatever ever you want. And people used to just party. We've got tapes which someone's got mm. outside of us partying in a couple of jails, and when we sent them out to the family, they could not believe it. They were rolling about the floor, laughing their heads off. So screws just turning blind eyes. And I can, you know, I can imagine that, like, you know, you've got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're shaving a life sentence, mm-hmm. and like, like many others, mm-hmm. you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. These screws are underpaid. Mm-hmm. You just want an easy life. Yeah. Right, as long as you're not taking the piss, mm-hmm. then okay. And, yeah. and I've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Corruption, yeah. turning blind eyes, mm-hmm. um, easy life. And you've got your jobs worth as well, you've got those oh, screws yeah. that are fucking yeah, make yeah. life really, really yeah. hard for oh, yeah. oh, yeah. you. Know, and I suppose it's it's a bit of a balance, isn't it? So you've got, so you, you, you go through this, you, you, you're spending fucking years in these specials, which is, it's, it's like, they're frightening, right? They are they frightening. Are. It's, it's they frightening. are, but they're worse now. I mean, because of the lockdown now, I think uh, they've got the control back. But before the lockdown, you had a big massive war going on in, in, in the dispersal estate. You had Muslims fighting the, the whites because in one jail in the dispersal, they started sending the Muslims up there. They were getting set up to, to be attacked, so they started fighting back. And um, certain people who were notorious from all over the country had their own little war going on. And then they've just somehow, they've joined with that body, they've joined with that body, and they're fighting each other every time they see each other. Mm. It's just, it's mad. You know what I mean? I've actually seen a, a, a couple of bodies being dragged out, uh, dead bodies. I've seen people hang themselves. I've seen people go up onto the force and dive headfirst over the force landing to kill themselves and survive. I've seen people set fire to the cells. I mean, I was asked to say when the Dartmoor riot kicked off, someone actually got burned to death in the cell. He was stuck to the wall. I mean, so fucking frightening. It's frightening. Mm -hmm. Well, they have, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it is. It's like it's. It's not easy. It's not a. It's not a. See, prison isn't a fucking nursery or a kindergarten or you know, it's not mother care, is it? You know, you don't go in there and you know. No, everyone's you, shaking everyone's hands and being the best of mates it's a fucking volatile place it's a volatile place yeah it's, it's, but you know what you do meet some good people you can meet some genuine people I've seen people in there with some of the skills they've got see if they were given a chance outside oh my I've seen people make stuff out of wood billion seen people paint stuff and I'm like that wow amazing so I'm saying honestly I've seen some people create some very very creative people yeah, yeah creative people I and, you, and you wonder yeah. why You've got that skill. Why didn't, why haven't you, I mean, I don't know if they learnt it while they're inside, but you think, give them an opportunity to use that outside. See, because a lot of the things you've heard about, you don't hear as well about the good work people do in prison for charity as well. You know what I mean? I I did a couple of runs in Scrubs, did two half marathons around the yard for charity. Uh, I did a couple in the, Dodham Unit for charity. I did a full marathon there. I did, did a half one for a, a hospice and someone else, Grandin. Uh, I did a half marathon on, on the treadmill because I didn't 
one win was doing a pop idol contest, no for raising money, so a kid could go to the USA for a thing, you know. I did a 13 mile run on the treadmill. Then me and a couple of others did a 20,000 sit up challenge for, for charity, which we did between the four of us, raised money. Yeah, I've, I've done quite a few. Yeah, I've seen, I've, seen, I've, I've seen a lot of people do a lot of good within within the prison service and in the system, mm-hmm. the charities. You know, mm-hmm. I've experienced it myself, seen it. Uh, over like spinning bike classes that you know mm-hmm. there were marathons that yeah, yeah, yeah. sponsored you know and the money that we raised went to charity mm-hmm. you know like you shared the like weightlifting and competitions and, mm-hmm. and donating yeah. that money out because mm-hmm. some of my mates have got small amounts of wages you know uh, but the the last you know and they can it, it's their choice whether they want to donate something to this charity and 90 percent of the, the inmates do and that goes yeah. to wherever it goes so yeah there's a lot of good that comes from mm-hmm. Well, people think people in jail that they're all blah blah blah, but but uh, they're uh, not. Okay, some people have done wrong and they're paying for it. You know what I mean? But everyone deserves that uh, chance. You know what I mean? Because because you in prison, don't say oh, don't give them a chance. As you, you you hear some people throw away the key or go in and do this to them, go in and do uh, that to them. Then a human being. I mean, some people need to put themselves into other people's shoes. When I went to Grandin. I had to change the way I used to view things. I had to put myself in people's shoes. Because some people thought, oh, he's come from the CSE. You know what I mean? I'm thinking... I so you were judged? You felt you were judged? Yeah, I was judged because uh, I think when I went there and I was on the induction wing, I think I did six months on the induction wing. No one's ever done that long. It ended up with a uh, member of the House of Lords and one of me campaigners from London having a meeting. I don't know if it was in the House of Lords or whatever, and in the end they agreed to give me a chance. What I, what I uh, believe in, right, is like if, if you've done wrong, right, you admit it, mm-hmm. yeah, and you move on and you change. For those that continuously commit crime and don't change, mm-hmm. then are they worth giving a chance to? Because you can only meet someone halfway. So I went through this whole journey of addiction, um, prison systems, wanting to stop, wanting to change, didn't know how to. So eventually someone extended the hand of help and I said, look, I can, I can, I can support you here and mm-hmm. I can show you the way out. Mm-hmm. And that sort of propelled me into to where I am today. Mm-hmm. I, I changed, right? And I've been, you know, I've been in this... this, yeah. this um, frame of mind for a good few years now it's about giving back to society giving back to the community being a being of a benefit instead of a detriment if you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so and, and, and i and i understand that and I, and I do see a lot of people in there who don't really belong in there like you know like yourself you've seen that yourself so but coming back to like here you know you, you've you spent a long long time away ray you went through you know obviously you went through like the demands, the dispersals, the units, the catsies. Mm-hmm. So what was that like going from a dispersal eventually to a Because a cat is is a lower category, uh, a lower category and of a it, prison, isn't it? It depends. Stafford, that was in it there. It depends was, where where you are. I mean, I did Risley, I did Weimar, I did uh, Stockham, I did uh, Guy's Marsh, yeah. and Kenneth, which was like. It used to be called Cat A, Kenneth. No, I mean, you know, it was probably when I got down to Kenneth, uh, or say Guy's Marsh. That's where I got my first town vi- visit. Visit, uh, Guy's Marsh. Was that from a Cat C? So you yeah. got a rattle? 
you got uh, no time. I got S went out with the member of the staff, yeah. so they could see how you how you are able to converse with the with the public, how you handle no money, and generally just to watch how you behave. Yeah. So I had I had a couple there. I went to Shaft, Shaftbury on the first one, and went to uh, Bournemouth for the next two, and then I come up to Kennet, and. Uh, Got a job working in the kitchen, which I couldn't believe was outside the jail. Yeah. So I used to get rattled to go and work in the kitchen. So you go out the, the, the gate, the door in the gate, and there's, there's the kitchen, there's the gate. So you walk and say 15 steps yeah. working out. And uh, they were quite happy. And then I went to work in a charity shop on County Road, Bernardo's. I got a rattle ban because I, uh, I got caught. Well, I didn't get caught there. I was... Uh, I was involved with one of the staff that worked there. Um, what I a proved, sexual interaction. <laughs> <laughs> so I proved that what was alleged wasn't true, yeah. but the fact is what happened. Uh, it was a sneaky little grin there. <laughs> <laughs> so it, end, it ended up with me going back to work in the kitchen after, after yeah. a while, you know what I mean? And then I actually got me released from there. But I used to go out from there once a month townies and then I started getting me home leave started off one day a month then it went up to two then it was going up to five five days of a month so it was preparing me for the release world, yeah. I had family then on both sides yeah. picking me up taking me out and all that so when I come out they were there I'll give them their gene they were I appreciate what they done when I was in the hostel I used to pick me up take me out go all over then I got the flat on the Enid Street which was a bad shit and probation went mad because they didn't, when they found out who the landlady was, they were going mad. So I stayed there for a couple of months and then got the flat where I am now, where I've been there nearly four years, next month. Yeah. Um, I've had help, family have contributed towards it. And, uh, so, how are you adapting to, the, to, to being outside? I mean, you've been outside long four years. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just over four years. Yeah. I, I actually I, uh, started work, got a job. I was working for the recycling firm. And things were going sweet for the, for a couple of years. And then something happened where someone, the other half put something on their on website and speaking on Facebook, trying to cause trouble. And then people started uh, targeting me. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, you know what I mean? So I let it go. In the end, I just had enough and just walked, walked away before something happened. You mm. know what I mean? So I ended up being put on the uh, sick, you know what I mean? Uh, down to probably stress and anxiety. So well, yeah, well, obviously you can imagine, you know, being away for that long and then trying to to adapt to to, to reality mm-hmm. and the outside world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and still fighting, you know, yeah. to your own conviction to be to be squashed because you know mm-hmm. there's fresh evidence. That mm-hmm. Well, at first it was uh, I'd say it was difficult because I was told. Have you been fighting this for four years though? Like I've I mean, been, obviously you've no, been. No, when it, when it first come out, I was told if I spoke to the media it would be interpreted in a certain way. So I've had to be cautious Michael, what, what, yeah. what I say, you know what I mean? And so it's like, as you say, it's like walking on eggshells egg because you basically can't do nothing. I mean, the probation I've got at the minute, she's okay, she's sound, you know what I mean? I think she un- understands, you know what I mean? Mm. Some are, are like, obviously, they, they've got rules to abide by, so that I uh, comprehend, you know what I mean? But if someone's innocent, you've got to uh, allow them that opportunity because Mick, who's working on the case, he fought with someone else to actually get the right to access to speak to journalists inside. So when you come out, 
it should be the case if you can speak to them inside, you can speak to them outside. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be recalled back to uh, jail for. Uh, is, this, is, this, is this the recent the recent echo report? No, no, that's that's on here. Uh, is that that online one? Uh, no, that's a, that's an old old one. No. That's from when I was in the Durham. No. The uh, the other ones uh, here. You got in, uh, get it up. This was in two thousand and six. This was four years ago. Mhm. Mm yeah. That's from that. Yeah, the, you know, there's been a, a couple. It actually went out on the Liverpool News uh, on their line thing. You know, like the uh, where people can uh, comment on it. Yeah. Then it went out on uh, the Liverpool Echo on the Monday, and then it went on to two other sites. Uh, the Daily Record up in Scotland yeah. and something called upnews.com, which is in India. Yeah. So I was like that, well, I don't know. But yeah, I've had quite a few people there. Uh, well, that's 31 years in prison. Well, that's that. Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's been very uh, interesting. I mean, as I say, when you come out, you've got to uh, adapt to how it is so yeah. as I say no that's the echo one that was a different version to the one that went out on the uh, on the on the line the Liverpool yeah. echo news yeah. online 36 years in jail for a murder I didn't commit I want to clear my name is that all you want right just to get yeah. your name cleared yeah yeah that's it and then you can carry on with the normal life at the minute, I wouldn't say I have a normal life because if I, if I ever get took off, say, Pip, and have to find work, then I've got to tell them I've been convicted. If I'm involved with anybody in, in a relationship, I've got to tell them. So your life's not your own? No. No, no. no man, so it's, uh, it isn't easy. And then you've got to be careful. You yeah. can't have an argument with anyone because if someone finds out you're out on license all they have to do is go like that I've just been threatened so you, by him he's just walking on eggshells yeah. okay so you know what I've really enjoyed um, talking with you Ray really really mm -hmm. so is the um, I always say this is there any pearls of wisdom that you could tell you know any young listeners or any um, people who are thinking about you know? if they're thinking about crime I'd say no don't get in, involved Prison ain't what people think. Some people think it's a holiday camp. They're not holiday camps. You disperse those dangerous fucking places where people got killed. Long Line is the murder capital of the prison system. Over 10 that I'm aware of are being killed there just for stupid arguments. Mm. No, honestly, it's not a place for anybody to go to prison. If you've got a life and you've made a mistake, try and rectify it and... Pff, if you need guidance, you can come to me. I'll I'll speak to you. I mean, I want to get involved in uh, helping people. And I'll know. I'll put all your uh, your social media platforms on the end of this this mm -hmm. podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So if people want to get in touch with Ray, mm -hmm. then you know, feel free. And, and you've got a um, uh, a page now, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it's a private page. Uh, a private page for anyone who, who sends me a friend request who's interested in justice. Mm. And I mean, in just it's not about me. You're getting a few people on there now, aren't you? Yeah, I, like... I think there was 388 the last time I checked. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in justice, not just mine, but justice for other people who are in prison, who are fighting their cases, who shouldn't be there. 
joint enterprise, which has destroyed quite a few families. They've got their own website, but if people want to contact me for any advice and all that, I'll uh, help them. Then there's also prison issues. Yeah. Anyone wants any help on that? Yes. Brilliant. You know what I mean? I'm also, I'm trying to, I've got a uh, poetry as well. I'm trying to get a book done, no for the poetry. Oh, yeah, you're writing a book, aren't you? Or yeah, is I'm it a book on poetry? Or no, is it a book I've, actually, I've got enough poems there now for a book, but I'm actually doing a book. I've yeah. been asked to do my book for several, several years by people who've been campaigning on my behalf. So yeah. I've done about 90 pages on it. 90? So yeah, about 90. Okay, that's, that's, that's a start. Really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Did you, you wrote this yourself as well? Yes. Arms, arms up, lad. It's, 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 Myself? I, I'm a... I'm going to get help because a mate said to me, you need to expand on certain things. He said, you've got a habit of going from one subject to another. So I've got to go back. Just and, just, and just write just, anything you can down, right? Yeah, so yeah, this, yeah. Is my, this is what mm -hmm. I've told to me, right? Mm -hmm. Billy, no matter what you write, just keep writing. And mm -hmm. I wrote, see, I finished my second book and that gets released in, um, mm -hmm. in, in it's your life next year. And yeah, I, yeah. I'm like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I've had time on my hands and I've yeah. wrote, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe when you're writing your own story, I'm not taking it, yeah. you, you, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel mm -hmm. what you're writing. And I don't know, it works for me anyway. It might work no, for no, it's probably, you know, you probably too, but I think the difference is writing a book from the context that you've written your book from. What I put in that book, if the book's done before my case convictions yeah. overturn, it will go to the home office to actually analyse yeah. and if they're not happy with stuff that's in there they could turn around and say we want you that to take you out unless you got proof these things happened yeah yeah you know what I mean so I have to be careful what I actually put in there that's it to be careful but anyway, anyway once again Ray thank you very thank, much thank you for having me yeah. Yeah.